Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. Scott Kalama is an enrolled member of the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs. In his day job, he is a certified prevention specialist on the reservation. He mentors youth to raise awareness about the risks of drugs and alcohol. He has another life as well. He is a hip-hop musician who performs under the name Blue Flames. He raps about native pride, reservation life, political issues, and the toll that violence and substance use have taken on his community and his own family. Last month, Kalama was awarded $150,000 as part of a two-year Fields Artist Fellowship from Oregon Humanities and Oregon Community Foundation. He joins me now. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you for having me, Dave. I was hoping we could start right in with a performance. Can we hear To the Sky? Yeah, let's do it. Fire burning inside him, filled with anger. Born warrior, not afraid of danger. Native in the 21st century, facing aftermath of genocide. Stereotypes, racism, fuel the fire inside. One of many reasons natives down the ride. Not saying I don't give a f- but how can I get the attention of my people without promoting evil or the negative? Cause everyone knows that excels. All I want for my natives to excel. Live a little bit, stay out of jail. Raise a little hell. War hoop, have fun. Set a good example. For the next generation How can you say you're real When you thrive Optimize of your own people I'm here to keep it real Not clearly correct But savages out here Rather break necks Cash checks Don't get me wrong I'm tired of hearing The same sad song My people trapped in a bottle Drown their sorrow With no hope of tomorrow That's why we need to Keep it real Learn to heal And uplift our people Come on Let's keep it real Keep it real Hands up, hands up. Hands to the sky like you ready to fight. Hands to the sky. It's not about color, not red, not white. It's about uniting, fighting for human rights. Come on, keep it simple. Destroy environments, pure evil. World leaders wanna talk civil, well they talk money and giggle. It's all about the mighty dollar, simple puppets told what to do. Situation critical, it seems you need a miracle. Landmass looking pitiful. Unite and fighting, it's pivotal. Not caring, that's typical. Not caring for the land, that's criminal. We gotta organize, rise up till we visible. Stand as one, almost mythical. All positive energy, almost electrical. Speaking for what's right, that's acceptable. Decision makers telling lies, unethical. Yelling, grow some mother testicles. Yet it's right, native pride, what's up? Oh, oh. Get ready to fight. Hands up, hands up. Sky like they coming for you, gunning for you. Hands to the sky if you ready to fight. That's Blue Flames, my guest Scott Kalama with the song To the Sky. Where'd that song come from? Uh, that song was actually 
came from the No, Be- no Dapple movement uh, there in Standing Rock. There was a lot of protests going on locally. I attended the Tosoyo Oil Terminal Savages uh, protest here in uh, Vancouver, Washington. That was to stop the train oil and to hop, you know, stop the train derailment from contaminating the water. I went to that one and I went to the No Nestle in the Dallas, Oregon. And after that, I went to No Dapple and Sand Rock. And all of them that had in common was the destruction of the environment and how the powers that be didn't care and kind of pushed the agenda forward. And, you know, they ignored the scientists, they ignored the kids, they ignored the teachers, and they ignored people like me. And so I ended up creating this song, To the Sky. Did you perform when you were at those protests? When I first went to the protest, I seen a band playing at the rally, and I thought, maybe I can do this. So that's what inspired me. I ended up going to No Dapple, to Stand Rock, and I performed to the sky for the people there. Hmm. And it was pretty awesome. Uh, they had a local radio station there that aired it on the airwaves, and all the people there was had their hands to the sky, and they were feeling the vibe, and I'm happy I was there. Let's go back. Do you remember the first time you heard hip-hop? Uh, yeah, man. The first time I heard hip-hop, I was a little kid. Um, shout out to my older brother, you know, R.A.P. Uh, Gib Kalamas uh, Jr. He gave me a, a tape of Ice-T, Colors, and it just changed my life, you know. It was funny to me because I didn't realize there was any other musical genre because that's all I listened to. Hmm. When you say it changed your life, I mean, what was it? about hearing Ice-T and then, you know, other hip-hop, other rappers after that, that that changed your life? Uh, just the stories that they're telling that kind of made me relate to them. You know, made me realize that I wasn't the only one that was uh, struggling. You know, I wasn't the only one that was looking around and questioning, you know, what am I doing here? And those stories spoke to me in a way where, in a way where I thought, you know, I, this guy's cool. You know, I, I can learn something from him. And it was funny. And uh, the song, uh, Getting It, you know, too, uh, too short. And that's the one I like the most, you know, Getting It, because he talks about getting it, you know. And it inspired me as a little kid. Like, on the, he has a line on there, you know, um, get a degree and get an education, you know. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, you can go on a vacation, you know. It's talking about, you know, rapping those words. And it just spoke to me in a way I thought, Maybe one day I can get an education and I can go on vacation as well. Hmm. Were you a West Coast rap kid, if you had to decide? Yeah, I, I got caught up in all that West Coast, East Coast drama. <laughs> um, when did you say, I think that, that I can do this? I mean, a lot of people are fans, uh, but you decided you wanted to actually make your own music, make your own rhymes. Um Locally in Warm Springs, Oregon, uh, on our radio station, 91.9 FM, the station on the reservation, <laughs> they got a uh, native hip-hop hour. And every Friday they play native hip-hop. And one time I was sitting there listening to it, and I thought, what? No, man, I can do better than that. You know, I, <laughs> Is that how it started? Just thinking, if, if, if these people are doing it, <laughs> then I can too? Um, kind of, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I've been around it. You know, I had friends at studios, and I had cousins at studios, and... Everybody else wanted me to write rhymes and, you know, bust the flow, but I was too busy walking down to the basketball court, to the gym, you know, playing basketball and 
I'd be like, nah, man. But when you guys are done, you know, send me your tapes. I'll check it out. I'll let you guys know what you guys need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> a mentor before you've done it yourself? Yeah, yeah. It was funny just because I like music and everyone knew that I always had a Walkman or a CD with me. So let's listen to a recording of one of your songs. We're, we're going to hear Res Life. Is there anything we should know about this before we hear this excerpt? Oh, uh, yeah. Res Life was created in Seattle, Washington, Orbit Audio, same place where Mecklemore recorded his album. And this is with the Nine Tribes of Oregon. We brought youth from each nine tribes and we mentored them to create Res Life. Mm -hmm. And in this process, we end up um, having fun. And in the end of it, we end up winning a Native American Music Award in Seneca, New York for Best Music Video. Check it out on YouTube, Res Life. living on the reservation mean to you right now uh, right now it means uh survival you know we're still surviving on my reservation we're still having water issues that we still need to work on and there's still alcoholism there's still poverty you know but we're surviving and um we're learning to strive you know i'm trying to educate my youth educate my kids that there's uh a way off the reservation, that's through education. Hmm. A way off the reservation? I mean, you you, you had a way off. You you don't have to live there. You're, you've chosen to live there. Why? Yeah, I chose to live there because of my family, you know. Um, I went off to college, and I was gone away from the reservation for a long time. And one thing I missed the most was my family and that support. And at the same time, the culture, you know, the teachings, the elders, um, the longhouse, um, my ways, my people live, you know, there's no other place on earth like it. So that's what keeps me there. Mm -hmm. I noted that your day job is as a certified prevention specialist. What is, what does that mean? I mean? what do you do day in, day out? As a certified prevention specialist, um, we specialize in alcohol, tobacco, and other drug prevention. So we try to catch the youth. They call it down the stream, you know, upstream, downstream. And we're trying to catch them upstream before they make it down downstream towards uh, the treatment area. That's where they need the help the most. But we're trying to catch them before they educate them about the consequences of alcohol and drugs. And hopefully they learn and they learn to say no and continue to grow hmm. as a person. How'd you end up in that career? Um, I ended up in this career by chance. Uh, one day someone told me to apply. 
And they said, you got your degree. <clears throat> Why don't you put it to use? At the time, I was firefighting. And I thought, okay, I'll try. And it was like 32 people that applied. And I ended up making top two. And the first person was like, I don't want the job. So they called me, and I was like, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> and it was my foot in the door, you know. So it, it's a good career. Hmm. You talked about upstream and downstream, upstream meaning prevention, downstream people are already have substance use issues. My understanding is that, that you ended up downstream yourself, right? Yeah, I ended up downstream, uh, ended up developing a drinking habit, alcohol habit um, in college. It was the norm to go have a beer after class. And when I moved home, it wasn't normal to have a beer on a Monday night after work. And everybody's like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, what you talking about? And eventually I came to terms with it and I quit alcohol and my life changed. Hmm. Let's listen to another performance, if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to hear Beam Me Up. Anything we should know first? Uh, yeah, Beam Me Up um, is about beaming people up from the negative and beaming them to the positive. So it's about your mindset. Check it out. Beam them up to the mothership, I roared all aboard You like how I record, leaving broken rings restored Like the ascension of the Lord, watch us fly across the sky Be your God for the ride, call me Mr. Bonafide Take you worldwide, better yet the far side Show the universe, provide the far side Open up your eyes, maybe you could realize Your people can rise, come on people, let's rise Beam me up Say, beam me up, Scotty. Say, beam me up, Scotty. Say, beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty. But, but, beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up. Beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty. Now you can see. Decode who you be, Jekyll low, hide, you decide, now your mindset free. Break through the chains in your own lane, like it change the game. It's all love, no pain. Mind moving swift, cosmic paradigm shift. Like an earthquake, now lift, share the gift. Be me ups, what they say, here to save the day. Blessed every day, birth a new way. Say, be me up. Beam me up, Scotty, but but beam me up, Scotty. Say, beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty, but but beam me up, Scotty. Say, beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty, but but beam me up, Scotty. Shout out to OPB. Nice in Oregon. Yeah. That is my guest, Blue Flames, otherwise known as Scott Kalama. He is an old member of the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs. That song is Beam Me Up. You used to rap as Scotty Pimpin or just the initials SK. How did you decide to take on the name Blue Flames? Oh, man, it was just a trial and error. And uh, one time uh, I was going through issues with uh, myself and my family and my sister ended up uh, being a victim to MMIW, 
and M- missing and murdered indigenous women. Yeah. And at the time, there's a lot of rumors going around about, you know, who did it and this and that. And it made me mad, made me angry. And instead of doing something about it and harming someone, my mom told me, we need to pray about it. We need to turn it over to the creator. So we set up the teepee that we, you know, praying. And we prayed all night. Prayed for answers and, you know, prayed for protection and prayed for a new life, a better life, you know, because at the time I was angry, I was mad at the creator. And I just wanted guidance. And in that ceremony, my sister spoke to me and told me she was okay and told me that she was in a better place. And she told me not to worry. And she told me to not be afraid to sing. And in this ceremony, there's an empty spot next to me. And they say when there's an empty spot next to you, your loved ones are sitting next to you. So when she spoke to me, I felt I felt her presence. I felt her lean against me. And it just made me happy. And in that morning time, uh, the, the medicine man, the road man was talking. And the fire turned all blue. And as a Native American, you know, we always... You know, just those things and, you know, colors and different things represent different things. And I asked him, what does that mean? And he said, Scott, all these times I've been doing these ceremonies, i never seen an all blue fire. He said, oh, that means your ancestors were in here with you last night. And everything we prayed for last night is going to come true. Your family's going to be okay. And I smiled and I told myself, I'm going to call myself Blue Flames. So that's what it means to me. You know, it means... The truth, you know, means family, means love, you know, means the opposite of what I was thinking, you know. I was thinking violence, but the creator showed me a different way. And with that, he told me, Scott, pray for a positive mindset, a good heart, speak good about your future. It's going to be that way for you. And after that day, that's what I'd done. My life changed overnight. I'm reminded of some of the language in the first song we heard and to the sky where you basically say that I mean, there's a lot of, of negativity, but, but we have to keep it positive. Has that been hard to, to stick with a positive message given everything you've experienced and everything you, you see still? Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, at first people were making fun of me, you know, what, what would they peers, say? They were saying, Bro, you're a rapper. You're supposed to talk about money, cars, and clothes, and the fast woman, hmm. you know? And I'm like, well, you know what? That's been done before, and I'm trying to do something different, and I'm trying to have a message and hopefully spark the next mindset so they can change themselves. They can create a better life for themselves. Do you find that the kids you're working with want to hear positive messages right now? I, I'm, I guess I'm wondering about the connection between your music, you know, your rap, your lyrics, and the the drug and alcohol counseling that you do. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword. You know, I got kids coming up to me and telling me I listen to you all the time. You know, and I got some kids that don't even know who I am. <laughs> you know, so it's all good. You Meaning know? they they know you just as a as a peer counselor, yeah. uh, as a, as a prevention specialist, as opposed to 
um, somebody who, who goes around the country and makes music. Yeah, I hardly ever talk about it because my grandma told me, don't talk about it, be about it. Huh. So that's what I'm about. I hardly ever self-promote, so me being here is a pretty big deal for me, you know? All right, self-promote. Well, I mean, but then let's get to the $150,000 two-year fellowship you just got, because my understanding is, is part of that is is about expanding your music and expanding your promotion. Well, first of all, just how did you hear that you won the award? What was that moment like? Oh, man, it's funny because it was like a, it was a Friday and it was probably November. And I was not trying to get my hopes up because in the past I applied for different grants and I had different opportunities and I thought, you know, this is going to be my big break. I'm going to make it. And, uh, you know, like, it didn't happen, and, you know, I kind of had to pump my brakes and had to um, humble myself again. And so when I seen the phone call with the number, you know, community, you know, Oregon, you know, foundation, I was like, no. Last time they didn't call me. So I grabbed my phone. And so it seemed like a good thing that you were getting a call. Yeah. Someone I was telling me, like, if you're getting a phone call, that's a good thing. So I was like, all right. So I made sure I left the office. I went outside where it was peaceful. As soon as I opened the door to my off front door to go outside, I seen the sunlight. And it was sun shining down. And I was like, whoa, this is like a movie. And he's like, Scott, I just wanted to tell you, you got chosen for the top finalist. I'm like, no way. And he's like, Scott, how do you feel about that? I'm like, honestly, I want to cry, cry tears of joy, but but I'm trying to hold it together. You know, I was like, this is a good phone call, good news. It's, you know, I love it. So thank you for the opportunity. And he's like, you got any questions? I was like, no. <laughs> you know, I was just, I just wanted to hang up the phone and just wanted to jump for joy. Hmm. What do you hope to do over the next two years? I'm hoping to gain some exposure um, and to get a new audience. You know, you're talking about, you know, does people want to hear the positive message, you know? But I believe people do, you know, and I believe it's needed. You know, there's, we need that balance in this world, you know? So I'm trying to, trying to bring that balance on the positive side. I'm on this side, you know, I chose my side and that's the, that's the good side. So I'm hoping uh, I can, you know, create more uh, music, build a bigger audience and go on a Northwest tour, you know, and be able to fund some uh, merchandise with that tour and be able to pay some local artists and regional artists to open up and to perform, give some artists a chance to um, be on a, you know, a big stage. I'm hoping to do a show in Warm Springs, Oregon on my reservation to bring local support to my local peers there at New Music as well. And in the Northwest area, I want to work with certain artists. I'm hoping to he was just funding to get some features from some artists locally and to get some national features as well. Let's listen to part of one more song. It's called Warrior, and then we can talk about it. I'm a Warrior 
warriors of the past shape the warriors of the future. Sacred ways sharpen obsidian blades. Now savages will shoot you over a pair of chase. Most lost their ways, not many with braids. Sell out sport and short face. Blame it on the boarding school days. My people in the haze with the alcoholic days. Time to wake up. Warriors ready to fight, ignite the warrior spirit inside. Lightning bolt strike the eagle of the light. Fighting for native rights, sending enemies to burial sites. The Lord forgives, protecting is my sacred right. Get up, ready to fight. Thunder shook the ground, wings ready for flight. Come on, warriors, get up and represent tonight. Yeah, I'm a warrior. I wanted to hear this because you know, we were talking about positivity, but. You also call yourself a warrior. What's the connection there? Uh, Native Americans, you know, we're we're warriors, you know. We say uh, soldiers are made and warriors are born, you know. And as Native Americans, we believe we're all warriors, you know, even though <clears throat> we was beaten down in history, you know, the assimilation and the genocide, you know, we still stand tall and represent for our people, you know, who's going to protect us but ourselves. Scott, congratulations. Thanks very much. Thank you for having me, Dave. Scott Klamath is a hip-hop artist who performs under the name Blue Flames. He's one of the recipients of this year's two-year Fields Artist Fellowship. Tomorrow on the show, over 90 hospice and home care nurses in the Eugene area are going to go on strike on Saturday. We'll hear from a hospice nurse about why they're striking and what it could mean for terminally ill patients. If you don't want to miss any of our shows, you can listen on the NPR app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Our nightly rebroadcast is at 8 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great day. Think Out Loud is supported by Stephen Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Michael, Kristen, Andrew Kern, and Anna Sanford. 